Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I'm sorry for the slight delay in getting more episodes to you. I moved houses, um, or rather I should say I moved out of my old house and I'm currently kind of in an in-between time on a retreat in the Highlands and it's really beautiful. I'm living for months in this little cottage with a fireplace in the mountains and it's just gorgeous. Yeah really grateful and I'm trying to be present here and really um you know hang out in the landscape talk to the trees see what ideas come up and I'll tell you more about that probably on my other podcast creative nature so if you're interested you can check that out over there um but for today I want to share an interview with the wonderful Ellie McBride with you and yeah I just want to say it's been so cool to talk to another designer who's also really into systems and I think we covered some really beautiful topics that um, are relevant for almost any small business. Getting clear on your ideal setup, building systems that really support you on all levels and also thinking about simplicity in design and how it's not always desirable necessarily to chase trends and you know have the latest aesthetic trends um, in how you present your work because there's such beauty and simplicity and and web design that is a little bit more, I don't want to say timeless, because obviously things do date, but that just have a little bit more longevity and depth to them. So I hope this will be supportive to you, and if you have any feedback, I would as always love to hear, and I so appreciate a review. Thank you so much. Hello everyone. I am so excited to speak to Ellie McBride today. I love her work because she has been, and I, I can really feel that she's been in the back end of different businesses, really thinking about structures and systems and ideas in a really fun way. I've seen and you know done this kind of work myself, but I really feel like it is magic if you can make thinking about systems and uh, things like work, Squarespace web design really fun and like engaging and creative and I also think there's there's like one thing of like hearing different business stories on social media but if you actually work with people and you've seen behind the scenes you bring this wealth of experience and insight that I'm really excited to ask about so Ellie thank you so much for making time do you oh. want to begin by telling us where you are in the world and what you do sure so um, well, thank, first off, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited about it. Um, I am based in Belfast, Northern Ireland, but if you know anything about accents, I do not have a Northern Irish accent. Um, I'm originally from Oregon in the States, but I've lived here for almost five years. Um, and my business in, in, does quite a few things, actually a lot less than it used to. But in essence, my business is all about helping women and non-binary folks to do business with more ease. Um, and right now I'm doing that mostly through web design. I love that you have also done all these different things. I am also someone who, I mean, I don't mean to project that on you. Maybe you don't feel this way. I'm really sorry if that's the case. I will say about myself that I'm very excited about lots of different things that I can do. Um, and explore and play with and it has really taken me a few few years actually uh, to narrow down and really get to know myself and my business and decide what I'm most passionate about so 
yeah, I'd love to hear a bit more about how you got started and how you became so clear on what you're doing now. And maybe we want to share one or two things that you've done along the way that maybe actually haven't felt that great. Yeah. So um, I first started my business with the sole purpose of being location independent. Um, I am, like I said, from Oregon, I'm living in Northern Ireland, which if you've never been here, it's Ireland, it's gray, it rains constantly, the people are lovely, but um, there's not a whole lot to do. <laughs> and I, most of all, really miss my friends and family and home and food, like I missed home food. <laughs> and so anyway, long story short, I was, I knew that to be truly fulfilled, um, I needed to create a career that would allow my husband and I, who's from here, the ability to spend time in both the places that we built our lives. Um, so yeah, to spend time in both the places that we built our lives. So I started my business um, as Calibrated Concept the first time around. Uh, the very first iteration of it was actually probably in the summer of 2016. And that was right after I'd moved here. And I thought, I'm really good at technology. And also I have been um, an, an admin in like seven different niches and genres. I then worked for a startup and just saw how messy they are. Um, and I saw how much wasted time and energy and money went into the fact that there were no systems. There was no scripts. There was no organization of files. There was no nothing. And I just thought, oh, I could do that for people. Like that would be so easy and I would save them money. And then I realized that nobody was going to pay me to do that because startups just, it's just not something they value. They're very, they, they, they value the chaos. Um, and even though it would have saved them money, it's just not what they're going to spend their money on. And so then I kind of was like, okay, shelved it and came back in 2017, um, right at the start of the year with be being a VA. Um, and like I said, I had so many different areas. I was, a, um, <laughs> I worked as an assistant in property management, law, dental, physio physical physiotherapy, um, and probably more that I can, can't think of off the top of my head. So I just thought, okay, like I know, I know admin, I'll start with admin. And then I found that the jobs I liked doing most and the jobs that people really needed out of me most were the automation stuff. So it was getting people to use scheduling tools and integrating their email systems and making sure that all of the little things along the way, you know, the, they were using the right forms and the right um, tools for their business. So I got, I get, I get really geeky. Like I've tried so many <laughs> tools and so I don't believe there's like a one size fits all formula. And so it was really about getting to know people's businesses and making sure they had the right tools. And so I did that for quite a long time. And then I left my day job, which was as a legal secretary. Um, and when I did that, I was really overwhelmed because I really, really love helping solo entrepreneurs and small businesses, but I was, I essentially had way too many small accounts and I was really overwhelmed with how much, how I didn't know what was going to hit my desk that day and how some days would be just this whole mad rush. And it felt really stressful and trying to meet people's expectations. And I thought, nah, 
and I had already built a handful of websites and, and I really enjoyed the process and it was a really nice creative outlet. And, uh, so I pretty much thought, you know what, let's give this a go. And I did, and I built a few more and it really well. And I've spent the last year and a half honing my expertise in that. And what I love about it is I still get to help the same people and I still help them with so many of those same things. Um, so I still set up people's scheduling tools and I get them integrated in their website and I still do the basics of getting them set up with an email marketing tool so that I can get the forms integrated in the website. And, um, I still create that platform of ease for people all in one place. Um, but I don't have more than like two clients at once usually. (laughs) Gosh, Ellie, there's so much in there that I relate to so deeply. First of all, like the passion or this looking at people's systems and how they waste uh, their resources very often. I also have experienced mm-hmm. with startups and it's just a really different culture. I worked in uh, Berlin in my early 20s and it was a really exciting time with these companies that started as really small groups and kind of exploded and no one was ever thinking about systems and how it could be more effective but um yeah they seem to love the mess sometimes <laughs> I kind of hit the same kind of resistance to really thinking about that kind of stuff and then also totally relate to what you're saying I also did tech support in the beginning on like a small retainer basis so I had so many small accounts like you said and I think what I'm really interested in is what you're describing as like we are getting to know ourselves and our business, what we need and how stressful it can be if you have like 10, 20 clients at the same time and all of them could in theory contact you at any moment. Um, and yeah, like holding that openness on your desk and still meeting deadlines and expectations. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It is. And that's part of why, like, as of at least this moment, I might reassess, but for this last year or so that I've been doing exclusively websites, I have not offered any kind of maintenance packages. I don't want ongoing work. Um, Obviously there's money in that, but you can have retainers to do website maintenance. Um, It's never really appealed to me, (laughs) but I do offer uh, in lieu, I offer one hour power hour sessions, which means that there is access and all my clients get training, right? They get a a whole page of my website dedicated to videos and resources that I've created for them to learn about Squarespace. Yeah, I think that makes so much sense. And for many small business owners, a retainer is is probably not a great investment anyway, if they can empower themselves to learn how it works and make small changes themselves. I find that my clients really enjoy that. They want to know how it works and you know, maybe they want to hire it out to an assistant, but to have it in within their organization, that knowledge, how to manage their website, I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it feels, it's it's not like my, my big thing is, yeah, the reason I work with the Squarespace platform is that it's, that people can edit it themselves. I think the websites and tech shouldn't feel scary. I feel like you should have shouldn't have to contact a designer every time you want to swap out a photo <laughs> like that or do a new blog post or add something. But I also understand on the flip side that sometimes if you have, you want to be wearing the hat that you're best at and sometimes you want to just pass that on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to turn my video off because there's a bit of a delay on my end and maybe that will better the sound quality. Is that cool? Okay. Um, 
I, yeah, I mean, I loved everything that you have already shared about how things shifted for you and you refine your business, but can you maybe speak a little bit more to how the pandemic has changed things for you? Like, what's it been like? I know you, you maybe, you know, you've always been online, so maybe the big the shift hasn't been that big, but it's been stressful for all of us, right? So I wonder, what is your current pandemic takeaway? Yeah, I feel like because we've been doing this pandemic thing for coming up on two years, it's there's been a lot to unpack there. Um, I guess the first one for me was my first big learning thing from it was just because you've built your business to be fully location independent doesn't mean you can actually go anywhere. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, the pandemic hit and there was also some major family stuff that went on back in the States. And it was really tough because I couldn't actually go, even though I'd built my business for this moment. Um, and that was heartbreaking and infuriating um, and really tough. But um, I also, in the pandemic, I right, it, it was a godsend that it just happened to line up that way. But at the start of the, right before the pandemic, I had signed up for a six month accelerator coaching program with is a group coaching group coaching program. And um so that kicked off in February. And when we went into lockdown in mid-March, um, and there were a lot of businesses kind of reeling, we were all really there for each other. Um and so that was really good. My business itself, um people especially needed websites at the start of the pandemic, um, trying to get things to being online. Um, so that was, I didn't feel like my work, I already worked from home. I just stopped going to my co-working space one day a week. My husband moved in to working in the house too, which was a whole thing. And, um, we had to set up a second office space. So I now work from our dinner table, but it is no longer ever used for dinner. If you could see now my office looks like a dentist waiting room because my desk sits here and all the chairs sit behind me. Um, and yeah, I think it was, it was a, a journey. It was so emotionally taxing because there was so much going on outside of the pandemic politically and socially as well. So the pandemic has been a really hard time. Um, I guess what it taught me was um, in 2020, um, I made the goal right at the start of 2021, I guess, that I was going to outsource three times as much as I did in 2020. Um, and so I've spent a lot of time learning how to outsource, what to outsource. I already had an assistant, um, but learning the other things I should get rid of. And that's interesting to say, because usually I'm the person people outsource to. So it's been definitely a learning experience of like, okay, how to simplify my business, restructure so that I'm only taking on, I'm taking on less projects, but bigger projects, but still really helping people. Um, I'm outsourcing more my business so that uh, I can travel when I can. So we went back to America for six weeks this summer and I barely worked um, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without my team of, con of very freaking great contractors. And um, yeah, I think that having support in the pandemic was so important. Yeah, I agree. Um, that togetherness and, you know, just supporting each other 
reflecting together. I'm so happy that you made that work, that you spend that much time with your family and bring home. That's great. Mm. My next question is um, something that you can obviously take in any direction you like, but I am, I'm, I'm coming up to my seven year birthday in my business now and so much has changed in web design in that time that obviously the sites that I made in the beginning were completely different. Um, I'm wondering what's next. I'm also sometimes wondering, to be totally honest, like how much longer I want to do web design. Um, and I, there's not judgment for me in that at the moment. I'm just wondering if in my 40s and 50s, I'll still want to keep up with the change of technology or if maybe the pace of my life will just change in a way that I don't want to be on the internet all the time to see what's going on and what everyone is doing. But at the moment, it's really fun and I'm curious. And I think that the pandemic has really highlighted any issues that we have and how we relate to technology, right? Like screen time has exploded. We're thinking differently about social media, all that kind of stuff. So I wonder, mm -hmm. what are you excited about at the moment? Where do you see web design and systems going and what do you wish for? Yeah, so it's interesting that you asked this because I've never been asked this before and I keep up with Squarespace and I keep up with design trends overall, but I don't actually spend a lot of time thinking about what the future of web design is. My It's funny because my husband, that's all he ever talks about. So you'd think that I would stay plugged in, but I, I do and don't, I guess. Um, but for me, what I kind of think about this question is that the web, the, the web has become a really noisy place. Um, and so has like the entrepreneurship space. And so I think the websites are just going to continue to be a place where people have full control. Um, and, and even more so than maybe in the past as the need for code is being decreased and decreased. Squarespace has recently rolled out so many changes that do the things that I used to do with code. In Squarespace, you not used to not be able to do these accordion sections without code. You used to not be able to do like um, scrolling banner sections. You weren't able to do these things without code and Squarespace is just knocking it out of the park. They're changing ways that we used to have to use code to change button shapes and image shapes. They've just changed at all. You don't need it anymore. Um, and so I think it's going to be less code and allowing people more control over their websites. I also think that the most successful websites will cut through the noise because they're going to be offering the things people truly want and need. So websites going forward are going to be offering humanity, whatever that means for that specific brand. And most my clients, it means simplicity warmth and kindness, but that maybe not wouldn't make sense for a brand that needed to be really playful. And then the last thing I kind of think about this area is just that aesthetics are constantly changing. The only way to keep up with aesthetics is to really not play the game. Um, you have to create a look and a feel and experience across your website and across your brand that is really and truly in line with who you are and what your brand means to people. Mm -hmm. That was like a full body knot from me. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I think that way of thinking also just takes so much pressure of you to always chase the next thing and implement all the trends. I think there are just some websites out there where I arrive and I feel so at peace and I'm like really curious and I just want to know more about that person and see how we can work together. And I think that is a feeling as much as it is 
design, right? And they both. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before I've been walking too much about my feelings and colors. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you're so right. Like when the pandemic hit, lots of people suddenly needed to move online. And so I imagine that you uh, have been and are working with a lot of people starting out and finding kind of their, their work and their rhythm. And I wonder what you wish people knew about systems and websites that you haven't had a chance to share yet. Yeah. At this stage of my business, I typically work with people that have been in business a couple of years. They've probably designed their first version of their website themselves or been operating solely for a while on social media. And they are realizing that a website is going to save them a lot of time and money if it's done right. Um, And so, or maybe they feel like they've outgrown their original brand. So that's kind of the niche that I work within. But what I kind of wish people knew about technology and websites and systems is that I've got like a list because this stuff makes, this is the stuff that like sets me on fire. (laughs) (laughs) The one is it doesn't have to be hard. Like it doesn't. Um, I think people get really stressed out the number of times in my work that I hear the phrase, I'm just not techie. I can't do that. And I'm like, you don't have to be, I swear. (laughs) Um, And then I think the other thing, especially pertaining to systems is that you don't have to do it all at once. My number one recommendation for most people, if you're feeling overwhelmed, the easiest and fastest thing to change in your business is probably to set up a booking system. So to have a scheduling tool is the number one thing because you can do it in a day and it saves you easily dozens of hours uh, like a year. And then, yeah, I think other things, what else? Um, I think that people really get kind of stressed out about getting help with their systems, tech, websites. Um, I go on and on about this in my own podcast all the time, but I believe that time and energy and money are all, you know, points of the same triangle and you have to choose which one you're willing to spend and which one you're trying to reserve. And if you are spending hundreds of hours trying to learn something and beating your head up against a wall, it's definitely better outsourced. You're going to save so much time and money overall and, and like tons and tons of energy. All that said, I do think that in the early days, it can be important to save where you can and to learn a lot of valuable skills and to figure out which business hats you actually like to wear and which ones you want to outsource. And outsourcing can take time. Like I said, I I started with pretty much out of the get-go. I had an assistant. I had a VA. Um, and then in this past year, I have hired a social media VA. I have hired a Pinterest manager. And I have, um, I have a podcast editor and manager. And well, I guess my social media VA is more of a content VA. She does a lot of my newsletter and things like that too. And I have someone that I outsource a lot of SEO stuff to. So um, I've kind of built a team to help. And not all of, some of them are seasonal. Some of them are only for specific jobs. But it means that I can spend my time doing what I do best. And that I can also fill, I guess, it, I don't have to always be on. Which I think when you run your own business, you spend so much time feeling like you always have to be thinking about your business. And I've kind of hit this stage where I feel sort of tired. I, well, especially I hit the end of the summer and I felt so exhausted. And it was partially because I was traveling for six weeks and seeing family and doing stuff 
and working that whole time. And it was partially just because I'd done three and a half years of business of growing and pivoting and evolving and trying something new and new products and new services. And I decided I was done with that this winter. I'm spending six months doing as little as possible. (laughs) And my team also helps make that possible. So beautiful. I'm really excited for you. And I think if it's possible, and I know it isn't for everyone, but if it's possible to really take a proper deep break this winter, I think that is a good investment in however you want to look at that, you know, be that numbers or output or your mental health or whatever, your well-being overall. I think, yeah, rest is so underrated still. And it really surprises me. So like you said, we're hitting the two-year mark in the pandemic. And I think I... I I think we're still hustling too hard, like way too hard sometimes. So yeah. What else are you wishing for for 2022 other than really taking it easy? Yeah. And I, I will just preface that whole thing with, um, I will say I'm working less and I'm paying other people to help more. So it's, this is not a season of me making tons of money, but it is a season that I think is going to set me up for avoiding a lot of burnout in the future. Um, but yes, 2022, um, for me personally, I am wishing for successful citizenship applications for the UK and Ireland. Um, I'm wishing for the growth of my template shop. So I have custom Squarespace templates that are there if you need a website faster or aren't yet to a price point where you are wanting to invest in a fully des- like one-to-one bespoke designed website. Um, along with a season of rest, I'm an extrovert. So rest for me also means play. So more times with friends and family, more times in adventures. Um, and then once I've had a bit of rest that I desperately need, something I'm really looking forward to in the kind of mid to later part of 2020 is trying to really deep dive into um, discussions around what ethical and inclusive business practices look like, because there's only a handful of people having those discussions for businesses that are like small businesses under five people. (laughs) And I really want to see if I can either find those discussions or maybe partner with some people to host some of those discussions. That's exciting. I hope we might be able to hear about that on your newsletter and podcast. So yeah, thank you so much, Ellie. This has been really wonderful. And before we go, I'd love to hear what you're currently offering, which you have touched on a little bit already, but if you can recap and then also let us know where people can find you. Yeah, of course. Um, so I offer custom designed Squarespace websites. So it's a really collaborative process where we work together one-to-one. It typically is a three-week design process and we get you the website of your dreams and you receive all the training you need to use it going forward. I also, like I said, have custom Squarespace templates. I'm working on a fourth design. It's a minimal one that I'm so looking forward to getting out into the world. Uh, Should be ready, I would say, in early to mid-January. And... All of my, we were talking about this before the call, but all of my like custom but one-to-one clients for 2022 are going to get like surprise post, which is going to be fun. I used to do that when I was a 
tech VA. And I've kind of missed having that. So I'm bringing that back. And yeah, so you can find me over at elliemcbride.com or calibratedconcepts.com. They're the same website. So just whichever one you feel like you want to spell. <laughs> and you can find me over on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. And that is Ellie May McBride, E-L-L-I-E-M-A-E McBride. Thank you so much. I'll link to that in the show notes as well in case people uh, didn't catch that. But I love that you're giving people options and how they want to spell and get to you. That's really cute. Thank you so much. No problem.